How's it going, everybody? It's like 1 a.m. on March 1st. Um, it's just uh, rolling over to 1 a.m. Um, and this is just going to be one of those talking episodes. So, you know, if you if you if you want to hear me babble, you're welcome to stay. But if not, I figured I'd let you know at the beginning so you don't, um, I don't want to say waste your time, but you know, so you can, if you do want to listen to this, you can wait for the proper time. Because it's, it's going to be a long one. Well, maybe. You know how I am, if you've been listening to this for a while. Anyway, so, you've been warned. Um, as you can see by the title, I'm titling this Responsibility. Because I want to talk about responsibility. Um, I'm not going to name any names or anything like that, but, um, well, first let me, first, first let me, let me say this. I'll preface everything else by saying, um, you know, I really since the first of the year, and I feel like I've done a confessions episode where I've talked about this a little bit, but um, if not, um, since the first of the year, I've had a really hard time with my mental state. And, um, just a lot of things come into the surface, um, that I thought I was okay with, and I thought I had dealt with through therapy, but, um, I guess I hadn't, you know? Um, and now I'm, I'm trying to, I don't, well, I can't say that. I was going to say I'm trying to work through it, but, um, I think for the time being, I'm trying to feel it, you know, I will work through it, but, um, things have been tough, you know, um, a lot of being reminded of loss, um, but also thinking about things that were done to me, which brings me to say, I'm not going to name any names or anything like that, but um, sometime between now and this weekend, I have a friend who is going to have a baby. And they're going to have, um, a little boy. And, you know, the topic of circumcision came up. And, you know, circumcision is really at the core of my, um, mental health issues. Um... This may be more than you ever want to know about a stranger on the internet, or for those of you that know me that are listening to, this may be more than you want to know about me, but it's really everything that's happened to me below the belt that has um, been the most impactful on me, you know? Um, but it all started with when I was a, when I was a baby. And my parents allowing me to be circumcised. Um, 
first let me throw some some facts out there now this isn't this is going to be approximate facts i'm surmising to make it you know easier to understand i think the actual numbers are a little bit different but when you look at all the different things you'll you'll kind of see why i'm i'm saying it this way all right if you were to look at and we're only talking about boys that are circumcised i want to put that right out the bat only boys that are cut if you take 10 boys four of those boys are going to go the rest of their life they're not going to think twice about it and they're okay you know they don't they don't care those other six boys if you cut them in half three and three three of those boys are going to just straight up at some point in their life commit suicide whether as a child still or a teenager or an adult they are going to commit suicide the other three boys are going to be like me they are going to struggle they're going to not know how to deal with it it may or may not lead them into addiction and other issues in life and it may also lead to suicide you know um and you know as a parent there's no way for you to know what your son is going to be you know um there really is no correlation unfortunately you know um I shouldn't say unfortunately. I think, I mean, honestly, I think to some degree that's that's a good thing because uh, I don't think anyone should be looking for a reason to do that to your your son personally. But um, but you know, I was I was I was thinking about responsibility because you know um, I'm not going to say which one. But, um, you know, whenever I try to have this conversation with one of my parents, they are not even willing to talk about this. They're not willing to look at the research. They are not willing to even begin to try to say, I'm sorry. All they, all they ever bring to the table is excuses. And, um... And also at the same time, they want me to just get over everything that I'm feeling, you know? They just want things to be that they want them to be. And that's just it, you know? Um, and it's frustrating, you know? Because I want to have a close relationship with this parent, and I want them to understand what the consequences of the choice that they made have been for me you know and I'm not gonna go into like every little thing I'm sure there's probably some podcast in the past where I've talked about this in depth so um I think I did one shortly around um genital autonomy week or month one of them at some point so you can just look back i'm sure you'll find it but i will say this uh it really all started for me 
I remember being a toddler. I can't remember the specific age, but I know I was really young. And I knew something was different about me down there. And I obviously as a kid that young, I didn't I didn't know, but but I knew. And it wasn't until I was three, four years older, maybe five years older, until I saw other boys, you know, um, at a pool party, you know, and all the boys went into one of the bedrooms and we all get changed together. We drop our bathing suits and there it is, you know. And that's when I, that's when I realized, you know, um, some of us look like this and some of us look like that. Got it, you know. You know, the thing that uh, I can say about myself, and I don't say this from a prideful point of view, but, you know, and maybe it's because of everything that I've been through as a kid, mentally, I don't know, but uh, I'm sure it probably plays some factor, but I was, I've always been mature for my age. I, I've, I was never, I never really had a quote-unquote immature phase, you know? I mean, there are definitely moments in my life where, like, I was a kid and I was a boy. And there were definitely times in my life where, like, I didn't listen and I got rambunctious and and stuff. Because, you know, I was a kid, you know. But, um, I... But never to the extent that you normally think of when you think about, you know, young boys, you know. Like, I just... I was always the kid that sat quietly in the corner... I wasn't the sports kid. I was, you know, I was the nerd, the geek, you know. Most of the time, I much preferred to hang out with the adults than other boys because I just found a lot of other boys to be annoying, (laughs) you know. Um, So, you know, I'm I'm sure it has something to do with that, you know. But I've always known you know, and that's, that's really where it started, and I didn't know how to process those feelings, um, and I'm not gonna lie, you know, the last, In the last two weeks, I have really thought about unaliving myself four times. Two of those times I came really close. Um, Now granted, not all of that was because of the circumstances, or the the topic at hand. It's everything I'm going through in life right now, that included. But, you know, it's... You know, it's one third, we'll just say body issues, like, you know, just in general. And we'll include the downstairs stuff, you know, what cancer did to me, not being able to have kids, only having one boyo downstairs, being cut, all of that, like being overweight, having trying to finally get myself in shape slowly but surely you know trying to find the system that works for me I'm really trying to get better 
because I know once I get myself into the shape that I want to be, that will go a long way with my mental. I mean, even just doing the little bit that I've done so far, I do find myself being better. I honestly think if I haven't been trying to make myself better the last month, I probably would be dead right now, you know? But little by little, I'm seeing the positive outcome of just doing the little bit that I've done. So I hope once I'm able to do a lot, it'll be even more impactful, you know? Um, but we'll see. We've got a long way to go, you know? Um, but there's that. Then the second, third, dealing with losing my soulmate and uh, just missing them a shit ton. I, that's, I'll just leave it at that. Just missing them a shit ton. And three, just really worried about what my future looks like, you know? Um, my life doesn't look at all like I want it to. And it's, it's tough. Um, but, you know, you may be wondering, well, you know, what does that have to do anything? Well, because we're, remember, we're talking about responsibility. And the thing is, everybody wants me to take responsibility for the things that I fucked up in my life. And rightfully so, because I should. I should take responsibility for the mistakes that I've made. Because I'm not blameless in where I am in life today. But at the same token, if people are going to point their fingers at me and want me to take responsibility for the things that I've done, then they need to fucking take responsibility for what they did. And I find that three-fourths of those people don't want to take responsibility. And, you know, I say that to say, if you are a parent and you find out that you're going to have a boy and your first instinct is to cut him and circumcise him, um, personally, I think you're kind of a garbage parent. And I say that in love and judgment, both. But every boy is born with foreskin. If we weren't supposed to have it, it wouldn't be there. And we have gotten so used to circumcising boys in this country, in the U.S., that doctors and nurses, by and large, are forgetting how to even take care of intact boys. Whereas you look at other places, well, just, just say in the West, forget the rest of the world. Just other places in the West, look at the UK, it's, it's completely reversed. It is strange if you circumcise boys in the UK, because most parents leave their boys alone. And that's the way it should be, you know? It's his body, it should be his choice, you know? And just so that everyone can say that I said this, and so that I can say that I said this, when I say circumcision, I'm talking about routine infant circumcision. There are absolutely situations, unfortunately, just like any other things that happen when someone is born. Sometimes things happen in we'll just say emergency surgeries need to happen 
absolutely, you know. Um, there are situations where circumcision is necessary. But that's not what I'm talking about, you know. I'm talking about purely cosmetic, routine circumcision. Which, keep in mind, it's a cosmetic surgery. You're paying out of pocket for that shit. So you are choosing to spend thousands of dollars to do this to your kid. And I say all that to say, if you are going to make that call, then you better be ready for whatever your son feels about it later on in life. Later on in life could be when he's eight. It could be when he's 18. But if at any point your son comes up to you and is like, why did you do this to me? You don't have the right to tell him to get over it. You've got to take responsibility for that choice you make. And if you aren't willing to take that responsibility, then the two things that I can say is, one, don't do it. Or two, maybe you shouldn't have sons. You know? Maybe you shouldn't have boys. You know? Um, I am tired of this notion in society that kids are dolls, basically. That parents can just do whatever the fuck they want with, and the kids just have to be okay with it. That's not love. I don't own their body. If I had kids, I don't own their body. It's not mine. You know, yes, as a parent, do you... Are you in charge to make certain decisions and to try to make, you know, the best choices possible? For sure. But before you make a decision that, you know, like for instance, the one excuse my parent makes for circumcising me is that my grandfather had issues later on in life as an adult and had to be circumcised. And they didn't want that to happen to me. That is a bullshit excuse. When does... Okay, like... When does that argument stop? When does that argument stop? Meaning... What if... The man... Four blocks over had trouble? Would you still... Would you do it then? You know? Like... Since I dealt with cancer, let's use that. Like, if, you know, if someone we knew got, you know, arm, like cancer of the arm, right? You, are you going to just cut off my arm because you're afraid that I might get it too? Like, that's, that's silly, you know? Like, if it's not an issue, it might not be an issue ever. Like... Do you get a do you buy a brand new car because your old car might have a problem or do you really only get a new car because you need one because it's time The excuse of I made that choice because this happened to this other person that is a dumb excuse you know, when I first was getting into attacktivism, you know, um, I bought these two bracelets. 
Well, I bought one and they sent an extra bracelet with it. And the second bracelet, I bought a bracelet that said his body, his choice. And the other one they sent was hashtag I2. And it said breaking the cycle or break the cycle, meaning I, when I have a son, I'm going to keep him intact and I'm going to break the cycle of circumcision. And I'm not going to do to him what my father did to me. I'm breaking the cycle. And I think it's important that we do that at some point. You know? Um... And it's, and it's, and it's weird and it's hard to talk about. And here's the thing, it's not weird for me to talk about because it's weird to talk about. It's only weird for me to talk about because society tells me it's weird to talk about this stuff. And so, you know, I don't know what to say and what not to say and all those kinds of things. So there's a lot of these like weird, awkward silences because some of the things I want to say, I kind of dance around because I don't, I don't know if I want to say it straight out because, you know, this topic is still, for whatever reason, a little bit taboo, even though it should be, you know, and it's like, the thing people forget is the foreskin has thousands of nerve endings in it. It's not just skin. And once you cut it off, yeah, right now there is foreskin restoration, and I want to do that when I financially can do it. But it's just stretching the skin. You, you're, you're not going to get the nerve endings back. The feeling and actually having the natural foreskin that you are born with, you, you're not ever going to come close to that. That being said, there are studies being done all the time. Um, you know, just last year, I think it was around summer, um, there was a case study going on. And if I wasn't in a, the situation that I was in, I probably would have tried to sign up to see if I could get in. But, you know, there are things all the time where they're trying to make real foreskin restoration possible. But we're just not there yet. I hope that we get there within my lifetime. But who knows, you know? Um, I don't know that I would go for something like that unless it was possible within the next 20 years. Past that, I feel like it's probably not worth it anymore, you know? But, yeah, you know, if I can get it you know, we'll say 25. If I can, if I can get it, if it, if it is a possibility before I turn 60, then yeah. You know, um, but if I can't do it in the next 25 years, then I don't, I don't really see the point, you know, um, but I know for a fact so much that 
I don't have the money to pay for it, but hey, if somebody else has the money to pay for a polygraph, I am so confident that I know I am telling the truth when I say, I know that I would not be where I'm at in life if I hadn't been circumcised, because I can trace back all of my addiction and all the bad, stupid fucking choices I've made all the way back to that. Every single one. Um, you know? And, you know, knowing that, um, I just want to make sure that no more boys feel the way that I do. It's, it's the, this is the part with being an empath really fucking sucks because, you know, feeling the immense pain that I feel, I just immediately think of other boys feeling the same way that I did growing up. And I don't want that because I don't want other kids to grow up with addiction and body image issues and or to commit suicide and things like that, you know? Like, I don't want them to feel the way that I feel because it's horrible. It's terrible. And, you know, the thing that people don't realize is the reason... You want to know the real reason why circumcision is a thing? Money. You know what happens to your kid's foreskin when they're done cutting it off? They sell it. You know where? All different places. One of which being makeup. And I'm not even joking. There's a lot of makeup brands out there. Look on the ingredients. Your wife or you? Yeah, you're putting foreskin on your face. You think about that? That's where they make their money. So the hospitals are never going to tell you to not do it. Because that's how a lot of hospitals make their money. If not most. It is a billion dollar industry. Not million, billion. We, on the other side of the table, have got to be the ones to make it stop. Because they're not. Um... You know, and just in case people are curious, my thoughts, since we're talking about it, what do I think about circumcision for religious purposes? Honestly, I feel like that's even worse. Because at least you can say the parents who circumcise their boys because they think it's good for health, they are going into it out of love and thinking that they're doing the right thing for their kid. You have no idea what you're gonna, your kid is going to believe when they grow up. I was raised in a Christian home my whole life, and I am an atheist now. Like, you don't, you have no guarantee on what your kid is going to grow up to be. So whether you believe in God or Allah or some other fucking God, like, you shouldn't circumcise your kid. Let them make that decision for themselves when they're old enough to make that kind of decision. 16. 
I think a 16-year-old can make that decision. If at 16, your kid wants to be circumcised, go for it. It's their body. That's the whole point. Their body, their choice. If they want to do it, let them. You know? The problem is when the choice is being made for them. Because that that's not okay. Um, so I won't defend either versions of circumcision, but at least with the medical one, because of the way that our society talks about it, I know. And the reason I know is because I know my parents love me. This is, this is the weird dichotomy. I know my parents love me. And I know that they did not make that choice because they wanted control over me. They did it because they thought they were doing what was best. I do know that. But they still shouldn't have done it. And no parent should do that to their boy or girl or the parts of the world that allows that to happen. That's another topic for another time. But unless medically necessary, it just shouldn't be done. Because you can't take it back. You know, at any point later on in life, if it's necessary. And the thing is, you know, like, all of these nurses and doctors, like, they don't even know enough. Again, it's like I said before, it's like they don't even know enough about an intact penis these days. Like, they just, they don't even know how to take care of it. They don't even know what the right stuff is to do like I like you know I told this to someone the other day it's like I have a penis and I learned things about my own sex organ that I didn't know in researching about circumcision and intactivism and all of this different stuff so that was a weird experience you know you know and it's just one of those things because like we're just not taught certain things about our own bodies and it's kind of embarrassing. Just a little. You know? And it's like... Yeah, I just... I forgot where I was going with that. It just shouldn't, it just shouldn't happen. You know? Um... Yeah. So, even though we're talking about circumcision and we're talking about being a parent, I would say you could really stretch this to almost anything in life. And that's... Maybe this just goes back to what I was talking about before about being mature for my age when I was little. I don't know. But... I've always been the kind of person that understands the decisions that I'm making. And people around me may not believe that. And other people around me may not like it, like the decisions I make. But I do think through all the different paths of a situation before I pick the path I want to go down. You know, it's not just something that I haphazardly do. 
you know, um, you know, like even though I was half out of my brain during chemo, when I was almost going to quit chemo, like after the the first week of it, I wasn't making that decision lightly because I knew what was going to happen. If I quit, like the cancer was just going to eat me up and I was going to die. You know, like I knew, you know, it's like, it's not that I didn't know. It's like, no, I know. But it's like, I was also fighting with the the idea that like this fucking shit sucks. And I don't know that I can go through it. Like, again, like, I don't want to be so sick to the point that I, I have to go to the hospital. Like after every round of chemo, like, I don't want this to be my life for the next two or three months. And I get that it's only the next two or three months, but fuck man. You know, I don't know what this is going to do to my body, you know, moving forward. I just, yeah, you know, I just, I'd rather call it quits. Like, let me go out. Yeah, it might be painful, but fuck, when I'm gone, I'm gone. You know, and everyone around me didn't think that I knew what I was saying, but I did. It wasn't something that I was saying haphazardly, you know. You've got to be willing to take responsibility for the choices you make. And if you're not willing to take responsibility for them, don't make them with anything in life. Don't buy that thing. Don't date that person. Don't take that job. Don't don't X if you aren't willing to accept whatever might come with it, you know? And if you haven't looked at all the different variables and figured those things out, you know? Because you can't be mad at anybody else if things go sour, go away that you didn't think of. Well, if things went away you didn't think of, then obviously maybe you didn't think things so as much as you thought you did, you know? Because look, the whole since I used it as an example, I'll be the first one to say. A lot of the things that the people in my life were telling me to do to make my existence better, I would say at least 50% was true. Since I've been exercising, since I've been up and doing more, since getting on gabapentin for my neuropathy, I am not nearly in as much pain as I am used to be I am really close to being I won't say where I was when I still had both of my testicles when things were fine but I'm I'm back to being where things I'm close to being back to where things were before chemo you know um so Hey, you know, I'm getting there. And if I can just get back there, I can, I can work with that, you know? I'm like just a smidgen away from it. I just got a little bit more. I don't know if I need to go a little bit more up on my gabapentin. I don't know what I need to do. But, you know, I'm working through it, you know? I'm, I'm that close, you know? And so I'm glad that I didn't just give up. And I let my parents and my friends cheerlead me through chemo because 
I would have given up too early. You know? But that also doesn't mean that I didn't know what I was doing either. And that's the complex thing about life, you know? Because even back then, I knew that there were so many different possibilities, you know? It was just so hard for me to see through what I was experiencing in that moment. And I think that's really what happens in a lot of situations, is whether as a parent, when you're trying to make a decision for your kid, or you're trying to make a decision for yourself about something, sometimes we get so caught up in what's right in front of us. Since I'm talking about circumcision, we'll use that as the example. Like, I can understand a parent having a boy, and then they're like, Look, this is right in front of us. Everyone's telling us we've got to do this. You know, our whole entire family has done this all throughout. Like, our doctor's telling us to do this. Like, everyone around us is trying to do this. Like, I don't know what to do. I feel conflicted. You know? I get it. You know? But it's also your kid. And, you know... You, you are the person responsible. And it doesn't matter what other people think. All that matters is what you think and what your kid thinks. And what you are willing to deal with later on. You know? Um, to try to move this into the end, because we're already at like 38 minutes... To sort of end, you know, like where my headspace is at. You know, this is what I think of. You know, I don't know if I'm ever going to be lucky enough to have a dad or to have kids, you know, to have to have boys of my own. To be a dad. Not to have a dad. I have a dad, but to be a dad. Um, so... You know, if I'm not ever able to adopt or, you know, go through surrogacy or anything like that, I hope somehow I can be put in a situation where I can be there to help boys because I don't, I want to be there for the boys that their parents um, discard. I want to help LGBT kids. I want to help homeless kids. I want to help everyone, you know, um, because not to sound prideful or arrogant, but I know I'd be good at it. I just know I would. And I wouldn't say that about most things, but you know, if someone were to come up and tell me that there is a path while slim, but if someone were to come were to come to tell me that there is a path where maybe I could have a career doing something like that, that I would fight through all of my depression and everything that I'm feeling right now to make sure I stayed alive so that I could do that. 
because thinking about the X amount of lives that I could impact and make better would make my life feel a little bit more worth it. You know? Um, But I really am in just so much pain right now. And the only thing that I can think of is I don't want anyone else to ever feel this way. And I'm not talking about physical pain. That's another beast on its own. I'm just talking about the emotional and mental part. And it's a lot. And unless you know, you just can't possibly know. Um, So like I said before, take responsibility. If you're going to make a choice about something, be sure that you know what you're doing. Because it's not anybody else's problem. If there is an outcome that you did not expect to happen when making that choice. That's on you. You know? If, since we're, since I'm mainly talking about circumcision, if your kid commits suicide, you know? Not to be a dick, but yeah, you did it. You did that. And there's not a single thing in the world that's going to change it. Just because you don't want to face the music. You know? And that is the cold, hard truth of, truth of reality. Is sometimes you don't realize how widespread the impact of one decision can be. Hell, I'll close on this. It's the situation with me and my soulmate. One person, and if you want to know the specifics, I know I've talked about this in the past, so go, go find the episode. I think it's a confessions. But what, the actions of one person didn't just wreck my life and the life of my family. It wrecked my soulmate's life and the life of his family, too. And the people involved, the people that caused this catalyst to happen, they didn't. They don't care. They're not going to take responsibility. They don't care. And we are the ones left to deal with the wreckage. You know? I might be misquoting this saying just a wee bit, but the hammer never questions how the nail feels. Right? So, think about that. Um, Thanks for listening. And I will see you guys in the next podcast. Peace out.